Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to episode two. I'm here with my boy, Isaiah. What up? Isaiah, what do you got to drink for this episode? This episode, we have another sparkling apple, Izzy. <laughs> Guys, you can't go wrong with Izzy's. Brandon, what do you have today? I have a hot chocolate. I actually have two cups of hot chocolate, and I'll, I'll explain why I have two cups of hot chocolate. Because Isaiah, we just got done recording the first episode, and Isaiah says... that hot chocolate sounds good and i was like okay do you want me to make us some hot chocolate so i did i made us some hot chocolate and he's like wait did you put your mouth in mine guys and i was like no but i had i used the same spoon to taste yours there's mine there's a virus going around (laughs) and listen listen so i i used the same spoon to taste his that i tasted mine with and keep in mind, this hot chocolate that I just made him is bussing. Like, it is perfect. There's, It doesn't get any better than this. With Brandon's saliva in it. And he, he looks at me and says, I don't think I can drink that. <laughs> I was like, boy, what the heck do you mean you can't drink this? It's like literally perfect. So he's like, I'm just going to go get an Izzy. So now I have two cups of hot chocolate to drink. Right, more for him. I made this. Alrighty. So we're today we're going to be diving into a topic. We're going to talk about... Can we glorify God in sports? And if so, how? This is a big question I think a lot of people have because a lot of us are sports fans, whether you watch professional hockey, professional football, professional soccer, you know, whatever you want to call it. I guess it would be f- football in Europe or pretty much everywhere, everywhere else in the world. And I ex- excuse me if I have any hiccups, but oh, just had one. <laughs> <laughs> None of that in here. so all of us watch some sort of professional sport you know my girlfriend watches amish yeah that's true unless you're amish my girlfriend watches football with me i play football isaiah you and your girl watch football together marissa likes to watch the rodeo so we, we watch all kinds of stuff and a lot of us that are listening play sports you know i play semi pro football and isaiah is going to be playing semi pro football with me soon he also runs track and so when you look at 1 Corinthians 10, 31 through 33, it says, so whether you eat or you drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or to the church of God. Just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many that they may be saved. So obviously the Bible is commanding us to glorify God in everything we do. And that's a really tough task to achieve. So a lot of times people ask the question, well, how can we glorify God in this area in our life? How can we do it in this area? And one of the big things that is on my mind right now is how can we glorify God through sports? And I believe there's four answers. I think there's a lot more than four answers, but I believe there's four main points that can tell us that one, our sports can glorify God, our playing of sports, and two, we're going to learn how to glorify God in our sport. So this is mainly just for my athletes, but the same principle applies to everyone, whether you're an athlete, an artist, or anything like that. No matter what you're doing, whether it's sports, drawing, singing, all of the principles apply here, or at least a couple, or most of them. So we have to glorify God in everything we do, whether you're into finer arts, or whether you're into athletics, or maybe you do neither. Maybe you do something else. Other than that, let's jump right in. So we just read the scripture that tells us that we are to glorify God in everything we do, no matter what we eat or drink 
etc., etc. So the first point I want to kind of bring up and how we can glorify God in, in our sports, in our athletics, is this. We can use the gifts God has given us to ultimately point the glory back to him. So, you know, the Bible tells us that everybody has a gift that they're given. Um, multiple gifts, really. Um, some of us have more gifts than others, but that's a, that's, a whole other, that's a whole other episode. But Isaiah, what would you say that God has gifted you with within your life? Um, I would say God has gifted me with, I would say music. I'd say God has, uh, not, not to be cocky, but I'd say he's blessed me with a decent voice and the skills to make music. Um, and it's like more spiritual aspect, I would say probably teaching. I would agree with that. I think God has blessed you with those kinds of gifts, especially musical gifts. Um, I believe God has gifted me with things, spiritual and non-spiritual. Um, I believe God has gifted me with the ability to play football and play quarterback at a decently high level. And I think he's also blessed me with the ability to teach others and help others understand the Bible in a way that maybe they've never understood before. And it's cool about the cool thing about these gifts is it all comes from one being, and that is God. First Corinthians twelve, four through six says, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of act- activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. So we all have different kinds of gifts and we use them all for different things, but it all comes from the same God and it's all ultimately to glorify him, right? So whether you're throwing a football on, whether you're throwing a football on Sunday or kicking a goal into a net on whatever day they play <laughs> soccer. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Is it? Is it Tuesdays and Thursdays? Then that is a way that you can glorify God. Uh, you know, I I think of people like Derek Carr or Tim Tebow, you know, huge athletes that glorify God every day with the gifts that they use. They they put their gifts to use. They don't want to waste what God has given them. Which leads me into my next point. Sports enable us to take care of God's temple and live a healthy lifestyle. So in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, says... Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom have whom uh, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were brought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So obviously, when we think of us being a a temple of the Holy Spirit, the you know our body is a temple of God. You know we want to protect it. We want to protect what goes in our body, what comes out of our body, because that stuff matters, and. So, like, I'm not going to sit there and smoke a a bunch of weed because it's not good for your body. Same thing with cigarettes, same thing with alcohol. Anything that is overused is bad for your body. But the cool thing about sports is not only do you have to watch how you eat, like, you have to exercise. And exercise is a really big way of taking care of our body. You know, for football, I have a weight program and... The weight program is centered around building muscle, being athletic, being agile, and and most importantly, 
it's building me up so that way when I do play football, I have a less chance of getting injured. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, then sports doesn't glorify God because what if you get injured while playing sports? That is not at all what we're talking about. Injuries happen within the game. They happen within football, soccer. You know, it's just part of the game. So if you are getting injured, it means it probably means that you weren't taking care of yourself. It could also mean that you just got absolutely popped. <laughs> you know, there are a few thing, few times in football games where I had to come out because I got popped or, you know, something along those lines. You know, there's some things that are out of your control. But for the most part, when you are training for the season that's coming. So let, let's take football. When you're in the offseason and you're training, you're building your strength. You're getting your nutrition, nutrition right. You're staying hydrated. That all helps you not get injured, right? That helps you stay healthy, keeps you strong. You know, you can get hit a little bit harder without having as many consequences, stuff like that. So sports, you know, it teaches us to take care of our health, to take care of our body, because if we don't, there's going to be negative consequences. And so here we are in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, where we're being told that our body is a temple for the Holy Spirit to dwell in, and we need to take care of it. We need to take care of our body. We need to keep it up up to uh, up to code, right? And that's very important. And that goes beyond just sports. You know, a lot of people are very gluttonous and they don't realize it. And and that is a big thing within the Bible because we need to we do need to take care of the body that God has given us because He's given it to us freely. Isaiah, do you have anything you want to add on to that? No, not as of now. So so far. So far, we've covered two points. The first point we covered was that um, all of the gifts that we have, whether you're an athlete, you're doing finer arts, or you know, you're a football player, soccer player, whatever it is, they all come from the same God and they all glorify the same God. So the gifts that you have are from the same God that gave me my gifts. So let's jump into point number three on why I believe sports can help us glorify God and how we can do that. So point number three, sports teach us how to live a disciplined lifestyle. Now, this is a huge thing because being a disciplined person as a Christian is huge. You know, you have to be disciplined enough to read your Bible every day. You have to be disciplined enough to pray every day. You have to be disciplined enough to make sure you're at church every Sunday. You know, that's something I struggle with. Sometimes I just want to sleep in. You know, discipline is a very huge thing in the Christian lifestyle. And it's an it's a huge thing in lifestyle in our lifestyle in general. If you're not disciplined, things won't get done. You have to be disciplined, you have to make make sacrifices and, and all that stuff. In Hebrews twelve eleven it says, For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So the more that you discipline yourself, the more that you deny yourself, like a good way, a good example is like when I wake up in the morning, a disciplined choice would be, I'm going to make my bed and then I'm going to go read my Bible and then I'm going to have a healthy breakfast. That is a disciplined choice. You know, when I wake up and I don't feel like making my bed and, but I do anyway, I'm disciplining myself and those little things add up. And that turns into a huge lifestyle of discipline and success because 
although it seems pointless in that time and, and painful in that time, it's yielding something greater, right? Your discipline that you train yourself with is going to, it's, it's going to grow into something much bigger. And football, I'm using football for, uh, you know, a lot of my examples because I can relate to football the most. In football, I had to be very disciplined in the way that I ate and, and what time I went to bed, what I was drinking. You know, I had to be very disciplined in that. Otherwise, I would have a bad consequences, bad consequences from that. But being disciplined in football also yielded a lot of fruit. I was able to run faster. I was throwing farther. I could get hit, hit harder without having to go out of the game. Stuff like that. You know, I wasn't getting cramps because of dehydration because I was disciplined enough to get the water in that I needed. And so what this can do as an athlete, this can tra- this is transferable into our Christian life. If I'm disciplined enough to make sure I'm weightlifting every day, to make sure I'm eating everything right every day, I can also be disciplined enough to pick up my Bible every day, to pray every day, you know, just stuff like that. You have to be disciplined in life. And that's what sports teaches us. And God is calling us to discipline ourselves, you know, stay strong mentally, physically. And that comes from discipline. Isaiah, anything to add to that one? Um, no, not much. Um, I would agree. Sports, sports can give a lot of a lot of discipline especially it it teaches you that um when you're going through trials when you're feeling that pain you get back up and you just keep grinding no matter how hard it gets which relates biblically in a lot of ways yeah it teaches you to overcome adversity yeah when you're disciplined you can overcome that adversity even more james 1 12 says Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. And I I love relating that verse back to football. There's a lot of adversity in football. But if you get up and if you keep working hard, you're going to receive the reward for that. And ultimately, you can point that back to God to glorify him. If If you overcome adversity and you win, you can glorify God in that. You can say, God gave me the power. God enabled me to win this game because of the strength he provided to me, because of the gifts he had provided to me. And it really goes back to, you know, all of the gifts that we have are from the same God. Like, whether I win or lose, I was able to use my gifts on the field. You know, even if I don't have the best performance, I was still out there performing, right? And that's only because God allowed it. And God enabled me to. So we looked at three reasons and I'm going to give the fourth reason and then we're just going to kind of have an open conversation. But my fourth point is we can use our platform that God has given us through sports to be a witness to others. So obviously in the Bible, we're called to be a witness to others. We're called to spread God's word, to spread the gospel. And people are drawn to those who are different. And so let me read to you. So let me read to you Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give the glory to your father who is in heaven. So, you know, the way that I carry myself on and off the field is people are going to see that. If they see 
who I'm representing, I'm sorry, if I'm carrying myself in a godly, righteous way, then I'm representing my God very well. You know, if someone on the field is trash talking and I decide not to trash talk back and and they get knocked down and I help them up, I if I decide to turn the other cheek, people see that. And that's different because most people don't turn the other cheek. In sports, you don't really see that a whole lot. Yeah. So the way that so as an athlete, the way that you can carry yourself on the field and off the field is a great example as to who God is. You know, we were all created to be representatives of God. Yeah. And that's <clears throat> obviously that's the biggest thing is just leading by example. But also, um, some of you may be asking, like, how do I go how do I go about, you know, living in a godly manner? Or spreading spreading God's word or Jesus um, throughout the sports teams because I know personally um, being in that football locker room, a lot of nasty stuff can be said, um, and just being surrounded by that energy, it can get it can get really hard to have a voice in there. Like it, it can get hard to show to share the gospel when you're surrounded by that. And so I wanted to add not only living by example, um, you know, in everything you do when you're playing, like just being a leader and stuff, but I'd like to also encourage you to, you know, step out and pray over the team, ask coach, if you can pray, just do stuff like that. Even, even one-on-ones, if you could catch some of the kids, um, in the locker room or something, just inviting them to church, things like that. There's so many, so many ways you could be a light for God. So that's that's all I wanted to add. And and the and the cool thing is, and just to kind of relate this a little bit, when you're a good athlete, right? When you are when you do your job well, right? When you are a good I'm going to I'm going to use quarterback for example. When you're a good quarterback, the team naturally wants you to be their quarterback. They want the good uh, they want a good strong leader that's going to help them win. But also they're drawn to a confident person that knows what they want and that knows why they're there. So I'm going to leave this with you in a little bit. Um, I'll, actually, I'll save that a little bit for later. But, you know, the, the biggest example that, I, that comes into my mind of a godly leader on a football team or a sports team in general is Derek Carr, you know. I just saw a post-game interview with him after he beat the Dolphins with the Raiders. And they were asking, they were like, wow, Derek Carr, you did so amazing. Like, you did this, you led the team and all that stuff. And every time they said it, Derek Carr was just like, it's God, man. Like, he he kept pointing his finger to God. Because ultimately, his success comes from God. And so, that is is a huge example of, here here is this huge win, this this guy with this huge platform. He just won a huge game. Everybody's praising him, and he says no. And showing it was that, all it was all God. Showing that humility too, it's sets such a good example, and people are gonna see that and be like, "Wow, <laughs> like this dude's humble." And that's that comes from that comes from the spirit of God, is that humility? Yeah, you know, a lot of people think that athletes aren't good stewards for christ 
And I, I completely disagree. I mean, obviously, if you're not a Christian athlete, then you're not. But there's a lot like Kirk Cousins. The dude glorifies God in everything he does. You know, I, I just watched a interview that he was doing not too long ago when he was in the transitioning of going from his previous team, which was, I believe, Washington, going into the Vikings, I believe. That was that was how it went. And he, the whole time, he was just like, it wouldn't this would not be possible without god mm-hmm. um and and it's so true i think so often we take that for granted um it's it's really really easy to get big-headed especially if you're you're talented and it's so easy to have all that all that success and take it all for granted so just that that humility is so important yeah guys like tim tebow even tim tebow was not super successful but playing football for him in college and and in the nfl has enabled him to have a huge platform and even though he's not currently playing look at how many people he's reached and how many people Mm -hmm. he's touched um you know and that's that's the holy spirit through him do you know that uh do you remember when he put like john 316 yeah yeah Uh, and I, I can't remember. Do you know the number of how many people like that reached? It was there were so many people that had when, put okay. John 316. So Tim Tebow wrote John three sixteen on his eye black, and that night or that week or whatever, John three sixteen was the top googled search. Yeah, in the United States, and then it went even farther. They started selling merchandise with John three sixteen, and people were buying it, and yeah. and. Tim he Tim was talking about how there was a guy who literally he he didn't even know what John three sixteen was. He was like, "Did you do this for me?" Because his name was John, <laughs> and Tim was like, "No, no, I did this because of the because yeah. it's in the Bible." But and that might be like a it might be a cliche verse, but he he really made an impact on somebody out there. I just know it. Yeah, yeah. And then the a year later, I believe, when he was in the NFL. <clears throat> He wore, I think he wore it again, and then he ended up passing for like 316 yards. And his, yeah. like, there were all of his stats added up to 316. It was crazy. It was, yeah, it was yeah, awesome. yeah, that's insane. That's, that's all God. Sorry about that, guys. We had to pause the podcast for some, some technical difficulties, but let me just share my heart with you real quick. So, like, I'm, I'm about to go into playing semi pro football and, in high school, I played football. Excuse me, I just had a hiccup. But oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> get out of him, devil! So okay, so let me let me just share my heart with you guys for a second. I played high school football from freshman to junior year. I'm not going to get into why I stopped playing my junior year, but something I never did well was glorify God in my success, and I never I was really bad at praising Him in my failures. So as I get into semi-pro football, as I'm going in, I have a brand new mindset of, okay, I'm going to glorify God in everything I do because he's giving me another chance to play. So while I want to win a championship and I want to have great stats and good film and all of that stuff, ultimately I'm hoping that God can use this for me to make an impact on my teammates, on my community, on my family, because ultimately that's what it's really about. I want people to see Jesus in me on and off the field. And so I firmly do believe that you can glorify God in sports if you do it right. You know, 
obviously sports can become an idol and it can it, it can become an idol very quick especially if you're very successful and something you have to be careful about but anything can become an idol if you're an artist your art can become an idol to you if you if you get really good at it and people start praising you but just remember that all of those gifts that you have that I have they're all from the same god from Yahweh our our father who is in heaven right so just keep that in mind the next time you score a touchdown, the next time you score a goal or you score a point in a basketball game or you hit a home run or whatever it is that you do as an athlete or, you know, if you're an artist in a finer arts, every time that you release a song and it blows up or you have a, a really good painting and you sell it for $20,000, just remember that God is who enabled you to do that. Yep. So ultimately point that glory to him. Um, you know, it's it's a hard thing to do sometimes because sadly, as humans, our flesh, we want to take the credit for what we do. But just remember that the gifts that you use, that you have, they're, they're not from you. They were given to you by God. And so just remember that next time that you play your next game or you paint your next painting or you write your next song, do it all for the glory of God. You know, is your heart in the right place to be doing this? And yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed our little talk today um, in episode two. And I hope that you got a good message from this. And if you did, please, you know, leave a review on our Facebook page at The Godcast. It's the same on every social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, You can also find us on Buzzsprout if you would like to do that. This platform this podcast is going to be on spotify apple podcasts like all of the major platforms so if you want to tune in every week you can pretty much find us anywhere and yeah so i really hope you guys enjoyed episode two and i hope you guys tune in next week for episode three see you guys next week <laughs>